0: Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1662. Five signs it's time to switch up your diet by Rachel Gregory of metflexlife.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web. Kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now I'm sure you're excited to hear all about how to switch up your diet, so let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Five Signs It's Time to Switch Up Your Diet by Rachel Gregory of MetFlexLife.com The way we eat is an evolving, ever changing thing. From year to year and even day to day, our nutrition requirements are different depending on a number of factors. Often, when we find a plan that works, maybe it's low-carb or a rigid bodybuilding diet perhaps, we become overly attached to these rules and afraid to veer away from them. We obsess over daily perfection rather than long-term consistency. When we inevitably fail to achieve that perfection, we start to feel discouraged and sometimes even give up entirely. It's important to know that human beings are incredibly adaptable, and part of an ideal nutrition plan is the ability to respond to our body's ever-changing needs. Here are some signs your body may be telling you it's time to switch things up with your diet. One, low energy. Perhaps you were in a calorie deficit to change your body composition, and it worked for a few months. That's great, but our bodies adapt quickly, and after the initial weight loss, your system may have adapted and you're starting to notice some of the effects. The reaction is often to reduce extraneous functions to protect our survival. What you'll see is a plateau in your weight loss, reduced performance in the gym or your sport of choice, and low energy, even if you haven't changed your diet or workouts at all. Again, our bodies and metabolism are very good at adapting over time to what we give it. This is a concept known as metabolic adaptation And it's a normal part of the process when it comes to losing and even gaining weight. 2. Poor Digestion Sometimes your meal plan can seem perfectly on point, full of whole foods, enough calories, and foods you enjoy. It sounds perfect, but you're still noticing issues with digestion. Maybe you're constipated or the opposite. Maybe you get bloated or gassy after meals. Maybe you're noticing other symptoms like rashes or hives. These can all be related to food choices that, while not necessarily bad, may not be optimal for you specifically. Common foods that some people experience digestive issues with include beans and legumes, nightshades, onions and garlic, dairy, and even high histamine foods like avocado and bone broth. The answer here is not to avoid all of these foods, But rather to personally test them to help you determine which foods are working for you and which aren't. Three, hunger and hanger. If you're aiming for a mild caloric restriction, but end up restricting too much, your body will tell you with hunger signals. Or perhaps you're eating enough calories, but not the most nutrient dense ones. Instead of protein, healthy fats, and whole food carb sources, maybe you're eating low satiety, more processed foods. In this case, your body will respond by overeating because it's not getting the nutrients or satiety from those foods that it requires. Finding a macro balance and meal structure that works for you centered around good quality proteins is the simple key to continuing to get the results you're after. But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Four, poor cognitive performance and mood. Many factors can play into this, like not eating enough, eating too much sugar, and eating foods that your body doesn't tolerate well. If you find yourself having trouble concentrating on your work, you feel fuzzy even after a decent sleep, or you're moody or irritable and don't know why, your diet may be the culprit, or at least an improvement in your diet could help. And five, poor sleep. Everyone knows sleep is important to health, but it's less common knowledge that the foods you eat can have a dramatic impact on your sleep quality. Sure, avoiding alcohol and caffeine later in the day are big factors, but meal timing and meal quantity can impact your sleep too. Do you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night starving? Do you have issues falling asleep or staying asleep? Do you wake up in the morning craving that caffeine hit? Switching up your eating schedule and structuring your macros in specific ways can make a huge difference. Sleep is a crucial part of your body actually being able to recover properly and build muscle. Eating too much, too close to bed can disrupt sleep quality for most people. However, we also want your body to have some protein available throughout the night to help you with optimizing muscle growth. Also, if you have issues waking up hungry in the middle of the night, consuming some fruit as part of your nighttime snack can help fuel your liver throughout the night, which can prevent a blood sugar drop that may be contributing to the midnight wake-up. You just listened to the post titled, Five Signs It's Time to Switch Up Your Diet by Rachel Gregory of metflexlife.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform Dr. Neil here for my commentary. One of the best ways to help you track these signs and symptoms is to keep a food journal. In fact, if you end up talking to your healthcare provider about any of these issues, which I always recommend of course, they will likely ask you to keep a food journal for weeks at a time. This is because a food journal helps identify patterns. When you keep one, the more details you can include, the better. For example, It's important to not only write down what you eat and when, but where you ate your meals or snacks. Were they at home, at a restaurant, in your car? How did you feel before and after? Did you experience any symptoms of gas, bloating, fatigue, changes in mood, sleep difficulties, and on and on? Then, you and your healthcare provider can review the detailed journal and look for patterns. Hmm, it seems that after you eat insert food here, you experience insert symptoms here. Let's try avoiding that food and see if you feel any better. So, without details, it's hard to find patterns. And keeping a food journal for weeks and sometimes months really helps you and your healthcare provider find these patterns. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week, and I'll be back here tomorrow, as usual, where your optimal life awaits.